Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Rico, have you done the Ed Lover dance yet? No. You said you were going to teach me. Google. Yeah. That's, what we That's the way everybody learns is Google. Yeah. For these, for these teenagers, you know, I wish – you know what you need – here's a business idea. If you could – if you're a coach out there, find their favorite YouTube <laughs> character or whatever you want to call it, influencer, yeah. and then have them do whatever you need them – you know, coach for you. And you, your winning percentage might go up twenty five percent. Well, Dabo, somebody tried to teach Dabo, and it, it was a train wreck. And we got to stop doing it. Yeah. All right, Rico. That who sponsors us, kind sir? Old school, sponsored by Sandhills Global. Sandhills Global has hundreds of job opportunities and internships available. Head to sandhills.jobs today and apply. And oh, by the way, their global headquarters, global. That means the entire world headquarters is right here in Lincoln, Nebraska. How do they text or call? 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. And, oh, by the way, Sarder Heyman also sponsors the live video stream that is on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. So head to any one of those four, and you can see our smiling faces. Do we have any listeners who are unemployed, who are not college students? Who are not college students? Or retired? I'm sure we have tons. So if you're looking for a job, if you, you're looking for a job, Right now, you're listening within the sound of our voice, and you're looking for a job. Who should you call? Sandhills Global. Sandhills right. dot right. jobs. And if you have an opinion on the Huskers, who should you call? Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Hound of Lincoln Hotline. We'll, we'll pick up. We'll we'll have your opinion on the air, or you can text us if you don't want to talk. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. It's the same number, right. but that's the Sarder Heyman text line. Is there any? Are there any listeners out there? Who have a birthday or anniversary coming up? I'm sure there are. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. Are there any listeners who have a birthday coming up, a significant other's birthday coming up, anniversary coming up, your boss's birthday coming up? If so, text in. Let me know. Let us know. You know why? You know why? 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 Because we have the cake room. It's back. The cake room is back. And I took a chocolate rum cake and gave it to, to some friends, and they were upset. How did we not know about this? They were upset that you only gave them one. Well, then it became, well, what's, what's, what's this vanilla rum one? And I'm like, the vanilla rum one is different than the chocolate. It's, entirely, it's an entirely different vibe. Now, there's a strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Right? The strawberry daiquiri is good. <laughs> Here we go. Right? Mouth watering over. Right? Like it's a look, little, like it's a, it's, a, it's a different Jay, vibe. Jay, have you had the strawberry daiquiri cake? Yeah. No, I don't eat, I don't eat, eat that type of stuff. Well, it, 
here's the thing. Like I'm. You don't have but to, I did have it that one day. You brought it in. It was. Like, it was good. You don't have to eat it. You just have to sample it in large quantities. In yeah, large, large quantities. Quantity. Well, yeah, I. Yeah. This is how they got me though. This is how they got me. I went to the factory, and they had the sample room. They have a whole room of samples. Just a whole room where you sign get, me up. It's like Sam's Club. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It, it, it's except for there's no person there making you feel guilty about how many samples you take. <laughs> So you ain't got to send your little cousins and nephews. Right, right. You're like, like, go go grab another one. Right, like, go get another one. Well, so I said, okay. They're not going to say no to you. First, I'm going to try. So I'm going to try. So immediately I went to the chocolate room. And it was a win. Like, I was done. I was like, okay. And the lady kind of looked. She looked at me, Rico, and then she looked down at the the daiquiri. She she just looked down at, like. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm supposed to try this. Hook, line, and sinker. Done. I was like, so stupid. DP, like I'm not a dessert dude, but that was like I was in. So if you have, again, if it's your wife's birthday, uh, your boss's birthday. Or just want to be nice. You got an anniversary. Hey, the neighbor, you know, you like your neighbor. You want to, you know, maybe you got a, you, maybe you have a cute friend that you were trying to get, old, like, unfriended. You're trying to get past, you know, like, right? You're trying like, to get like, out of friend zone. That's like Jay said, are you a fisher? Like you're trying to get fisher. out of, you're trying to get out of friend zone. This will do it. So let me know. Ted, the answer is yes. Ted, so Ted, tell me, would you, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, what's your what's your jam? You can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, what did it say when uh, there's no wrong answers? When it, when right. It would be where, oh, right. cool, I'm just going to say anything. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, I love when teachers say that. There's no wrong answers. Culligan Jay, get answer, this. They go, that's, that's not right. Culligan Jay says this. My son Dawson has a birthday on the 28th. Guess what? Uh, Jay, I'm going to take care of young Dawson. Guess what? Because we share the same birthday. And what? Dawson, uh, hey, his birthday. son is a, a pretty dang good athlete, too. I know Jay and his son Dawson. Uh, I know the whole family. And the younger one's probably a little tougher than the big brother, even though Dawson don't want to say it. <laughs> Dawson is, uh, well, w- when I knew him or first met him, he was probably about 5'10", 5'11". <laughs> I think he's, last time I seen him, homeboy was looking me in the eye, and he's going into eighth grade. Uh, good basketball player, good football player, and I heard I've heard that he's a heck of a baseball player pitcher. Um, and his dad's a pretty cool dude. So yeah, it'd be it's it's uh Careless Whisperer good, from the text good line. Good dude, good family there. Says my birthday was July tenth. Nobody got me a cake. Careless Whisperer, stop by the station. Stop by the station. And we'll let you pick. We'll let you pick. I also want to do I this. I think Jay and Lincoln is talking about his son Dawson. And he just put six, six foot three, three now. Six three. Yeah, now. yeah, he is. So he's, I, I, I want to do this as well before we get too far into it. Before we let we release Jay on rookie day. Um, but so last night uh, around twelve thirty, a twenty eighth and T, police received multiple reports of gunshots followed by a dark vehicle leaving the area, twenty eighth and T. According to police, responding officers discovered evidence of gunshots being fired, but no victims during that same time. Uh, Lincoln police said that four people arrived at local hospitals at a local hospital with gunshot wounds. Uh, Lincoln police said a 36-year-old woman was treated and released with gunshot wounds in her right leg and arm. A 23-year-old man was treated uh, for a gunshot wound to his right shoulder. A 15-year-old boy was treated and released for gunshot wound to his foot. And a 27-year-old man remains hospitalized in critical but stable, stable condition after sever, uh, suffering multiple gunshot wounds. 
I say that to say this. Uh, the folks from Lincoln Police do such a good job. Um, I ran into some folks yesterday, folks down uh, uh, down at 10th. And some of the stories that they, that they shared were mind-blown. So I also wanted to take care of them today in the smallest way possible. Uh, Lincoln Police Department, thank you for what you do. There's no narrative required to say thank you for what they do. So we are also going to send a care package to the folks down at Lincoln Police Department today, down on 10, uh, for what they do. Uh, they've had a busy couple of days, and as weather heats up, you know, there's more stuff to deal with. So we're going to take care of those folks that take care of us. We'll do that today, courtesy of folks from Beatrice Bakery. Um, Jay Foreman, you, you were wringing your hands together. Yeah. Rookie reporting day. That, that's always good because then it's you know it's about to be on. Yeah, it's football time, right? Like, so take us through your rookie day. Take us through you reporting to camp, <laughs> right? There's so much. There's hey, so man, much crazy. Show, hey, I showed up, man. And I was like, <laughs> I think we were down like St. John Fisher somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and uh, uh, like you know from Buffalo. So you, you drive. I drove from Minneapolis to Buffalo. It was, you know, met up with, you know, we all kind of meet. It was me, Sean, me, me, Sean Bryson, Peerless Price, Antoine Winfield, Keith Newman. We all kind of rolled pretty tight. So we all kind of, hey, look, we'll meet, you know, the day before or whatever we're supposed to report. So, I mean, you know, you go through like, uh, you know, the mini camps and the off season stuff. And then you go back, you know, home. I went back to Nebraska for a while, worked out in Minnesota um but it's the first time you're actually off on your own you know you know when you're in like mini camp and stuff it's it's obviously you're trying to you know make an impression but it's still kind of funny season you know the coaches you get a lot more reps the coaches are a little bit more relaxed um then you know you're lifting weights and running so you know you're never really truly in it because you haven't put the pads on since you know your college season so you know you're training and then this is the first time you when you say that you know yeah you can leave your school after you get drafted and kind of be on your own, but you're really not because you're in another team environment that's still kind of low pressure, low key, even though you're a professional. And then you're still coming back, at least I did a lot of the times in between because I was still living in Lincoln, you know, we when we weren't in Buffalo. They'd fly you back to, you know, wherever you need to. So you're never really truly far away from the university because, you know, I could go up and still talk to Coach Solich and all that other stuff, Coach McBride. But when you're driving to training camp or going to training camp, I drove. You're on your own. You're on your own from the sense of that's a long drive, which, you know, I use it to kind of get my mind right. Um, but then it's a long drive where, you know, yes, you're confident, but there's some doubt. You just never know, really know how good you are until you're, you're out there. You're playing against the best of the best. You're a freshman all over again. But this time there's a lot on the line. You're, you, you know, you could, if you don't perform well, you get hurt. This could be the end of your football life and career. Versus, like, if you get hurt your freshman year in college, you know, you know, you got four more years to kind of get a chance to play. So, and then so you get there, and then you know, you kind of drive up to where where we we you know had training camp or drive down, and you know, a lot of players are going, and then you're you're there for the first couple of days, kind of get you acclimated, right, and kind of mm-hmm. get you know in the swing of things. But once the veterans show up, and you have that meeting at when the veterans show up, 
the intensity in the room changes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith showing up for training camp is different than, than Squatty and Bruce, you know, deciding whether they want to go through a stupid mini camp on a Sunday after, you know, having fun on a Saturday night, X, Y, and Z. You know, they're there in business. They're, you, know, the, you know, the guys that needed to get in shape are in shape. The guys that, you know, because then you're getting fined for being out of shape. Then you, you know, what well, we have to, we have to, you know, max out on bench and stuff like that. We'd have to do some stuff. So the evaluation process every day, every single practice rep, meeting, who's on time, who's doing well on special teams. You know, like the special teams periods in the, in the mini camps are a lot longer than in training camp. You need to know the special teams plays. You're, they're not walking through to get a rookie up to speed. You don't know what you're doing. DP's in. Once DP's in and performs, you might not get back in, Rico. Um, getting beat in mini camp is different than training camp because you're you're working towards a goal, and so, um, and then you know you go through a couple practices and shells, and then you know the first day in pads, you know we did it in Buffalo. <laughs> you know our practice was at like eight. Brother was up at like five. Like, hey, waiting. Well, not waiting. Thinking. No. Yeah. All right, man, you know, you know, you haven't worn the pads in a while, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you, and then, you know, you're thinking about the first inside run drill. But then, you know, at the end of the day, finally, you're like, you know, I got a man up. So it's 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 a it's a unique transition for these guys. Uh, they should be excited. Um, But look, man, this is it. This is this is what you if you dreamed about this ever since you were a little kid, you're here now. Now let's try to take advantage of it. And uh it's different for rookies, man. You you know, um, unless you're a guy that's really ready to step up, it's a big transition for you because you'll be going against guys from Western Kentucky that are just as good as you, might even be better than you, you know. And so there's only so long that your draft status or where you're at as a young player helps you or saves you. Is is it true that that the biggest like you I've heard you talk about? your mission was to immediately find the biggest, baddest bull and see if I could measure up. Yeah. That was it. I mean, first of all, I was a late-round draft choice, right? Um, they had two starters that were really good in front of me that were there. It wasn't like I was drafted to kind of be groomed for that, that place right. or for that, that spot. They picked me because they didn't think I was going to be there, and I was, I, I'd been the top guy on their board for, like, almost a round. They was like, we had to take you. They actually had two quality – one guy that was like kind of like their dime linebacker and then their special teams captain as the backup inside. So I'm coming in fifth on the depth chart. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Two Because John Holosek had just got redone or re-upped. Sam Coward was all rookie, which is essentially all pro as a rookie. Mm-hmm. He just came from Florida State. They drafted him in the second round the year before. And he had Marlo Perry, who was a, a veteran player, could do it all, play outside, linebacker, inside, special teams. He was like the guy that was the pro's pro. Cool with his his position or his role, excelled in everything else, was the guy that you wanted to follow. Then they had another guy, like his name was like Jeff Simmons, who was kind of he I mean, he was okay. He wasn't like anything, you know, but he was he had been kind of on their special teams, right? And then there was me, and along with Dusty Renfro from Texas, you know, that was the other free agent. So there's six of us. So the only way that I was gonna make a I felt like I was going to make a team is I'm going to have to do something that no, or other people wouldn't do you know what something I mean something to stand out something well, that, that you, you know right to. so when I looked at the two starters 
They're not drafting me to start. I mean, come on. They could have picked me in the second, third round. They could have picked me, heck, in the fourth round. Mm. They picked Keith Newman and then Bobby Boucher uh, uh, Collins, <laughs> the, the tight end from, like, northern Alabama, right? Right. And then me was in the fifth round. I think I might have even been the second pick in the fifth round because I was like a – you know how they, they have the comp picks S- supplemental, at the Supplemental, yeah. So then I'm like – then I started kind of measuring up. They had a guy named Dan Brandenburg who was kind of – he was like a weightlifter because I was yeah I was that I like, remember yeah. him. He had big arms. Yeah. He had huge arms, but he was fast though. Yeah. He was a basketball player in whatever college he, he came there as a basketball player, and then they got some injuries, and then he had played high school football. Then he played football, ended up making NFL. So, but he had big old arms, kind of like rolled over shoulders, chest. But then I remember looking at like homeboy, but he had like a forty inch vertical. No butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like the dude that like – but he had big old lats and he would be the dude, right? But I'm like, man, he's not that – he don't play that strong, right? And I remember walking out to practice in our padded practice and hearing him talk to – I think his name – guy's name was Jeff Simmons, John Simmons. They were tight. And they were like – I could, I got the sense that they were scared of Sam Gash because the ones went against the twos. Well, what so happened was – Sam Cowart had an off-season injury, came in a little overweight, so Rusty, um, our weight coach, made him sit out until he got in shape. So then that bumped up Marlo Perry to the starter. Well, Jay Foreman goes from third team to second team. Because mm-hmm. when you're third team, you get like an inside – you might get one or two reps, right? right? And you're going against the other guy. Right. So I know I'm first up against Sam Gash. But I'm hearing these two dudes, they scared. Oh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is it. Right. First, you know, he's going to run ISO because that's what they they had said. You know, they're going to run Sam Gash on ISO. Oh, OK. Well, then that's cool because I just already went against Corey Schlesinger. And I know it's inside run. There ain't no pass. I hear, you know, first sound. I'm gone. Right. And I remember Sheldon Jackson was on the team, too. He got drafted. And and I remember my uncle always would tell me this is what the mentality you got to take. And I remember they ran like a boss or, you know, ISO play, which was going to be on me. Mm-hmm. Man, I ran through. I ran through Ruben Brown and uh, Sam Gash. Now, granted, I went the wrong place. Okay, but you went like you knew. Went like I knew and just <laughs> wreck, hey, <laughs> wreck shop. And I remember uh, the assistant linebacker coach. So Ted Cottrell was a defensive coordinator, linebacker coach, and uh, his assistant coach was a dude named Chuck. And he he came to me like after like the third or fourth practice, you know, the third or fourth day. So we'd already went full pads maybe two times or whatever. He's like, hey, man. He's like, you already shown you're going to be running around and hitting people, knocking heads off. Now we got to get you going in the right spot. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, so that's the way it was. And uh, But that was the mentality was I was a fifth-round draft choice. Whether they, you know, they could tell you, oh, you, we didn't think you were going to be here or not. Well, you still picked me here. Yeah. You could have picked me before. So at the end of the day, I'm still a fifth-round draft choice. You messed around and gave me a chance. But I'm still a (laughs) fifth-round draft choice. I know I'm one round from being a free agent. I'm not really guaranteed a spot. Now I got to go make it. Yeah, that's – we'll we'll talk more about that because it's that time, you know, rookies to camp. That's that's a big deal. We'll talk more about that when we come back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.